Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to week 27. We are now officially on the second half of 2021. We are activespirituality.life. Pamela Cuccinelle, Susie Mazzoli, here this week, the uh, starting with July the 5th, Monday, 2021. And Pam is going to let us know the forecast, and I'll be back with our Turbo Boost Meditation. Okay, so last week uh, may have been a little bumpy for some of us as uh, forecast. And now we're in a week where it begins with, I would say, more flow happening, which is nice because we're at the last uh, several days of the waning moon cycle. It's a time of completion. It's a time of keeping in your mind what you want to bring in for the next cycle with an eye on what needs to be finished, released, shelved at this point in time because it's only going to be in your way. So as Susie said, we're in the second half of the solar calendar, the year as it goes. So that means that the sun is in the sign of Cancer, opposite sign to Capricorn, which of course begins January 1st. And what we're looking at is we're looking at a time where we are moving into deep, organic, uh, visceral changes. And What I mean when I say that is the sign of cancer depicted by the crab reminds us how we come from the water because the crab, of course, and actually (laughs) I was near the ocean. I was on the ocean actually last week and where I was staying as I go up the stairs, the stone stairs to my room periodically there'd be a crab that would be scuttling sideways. And it's so interesting to watch the way they move. And thinking about it symbolically, there's this shuttle approach to what needs to happen. So because of the, it's, it's not a plowing ahead, like the first sign of the zodiacal wheel Uh, Aries is, which is just full thrust forward, fiery, this is water. So cancer is about the moving back and forth, the sideways shuffle, the, the approach that's more calculated, the role of the waves. And I'm talking about this a bit because on the fifth, the moon is in the sign of Taurus. 
And Taurus is sympathetic to Cancer. It's an earth sign. Cancer's a water sign. They work in tandem with each other. And so up until early afternoon, we are in an energetic thrust that has to do with how do you continue to sift through whatever the change and transformation must be? Because Cancerian energy, Taurus energy, doesn't really like change. They like the comfort of home, things that are familiar, the pattern of life. And yet the pattern of life is changing. We are, we've all signed up for this. Everybody who's incarnate now is at this time of great transformation. For some of us, we're, we're on our way out. Our life force is ebbing. For others, it's just begun. And the majority of people listening to this uh, forecast podcast are in that arc of somewhere in between. They are still, they still have stuff to do or they're just beginning to launch. And our approach has to be, absolutely has to be one that is flexible. Like the crabs I encountered on my walk. Who is this big giant coming across my path? How can I move in a way that is graceful and still gets me to the jungle, to the ocean, where I want to go? And so that's what we are looking at. And this morning of the 5th into early afternoon may be a lot about shuffling through our own personal demons whatever those things are that get in our way that prevent us from uh, that full throttle movement, which is more Aries energy. With cancer, we have to move through the feelings. Know thyself. How do you react to things? I know I've been talking about this for weeks, but I will continue to because it's a big theme of how we transform. Know how you react to things so that you can taper your response, so that you can work with a response that's appropriate to the situation, not being stuck in your immediate reaction to it. So one of the pictures in the sky that happens today is the sun is sextal Uranus. So the, the light force energy, the manifestation of self, and for some of us, it's going to feel very personal if we have uh, signature planets or angles in the sign of Cancer or Taurus or um, other fixed signs, actually, may be feeling this as well or water signs. But the point is that we have this moment that can come in of inspirational genius, like this, this epiphany moment. For some of us, it'll be personal. For others, it's like, oh, look what just came across the news, or a friend said this to me. Isn't that interesting? So it's not as intimate. It's not as much as I own this, as I'm being affected by this light that just turned on somewhere in the home I inhabit. And I can choose to go towards that light or I can just let that light 
um, kind of have a um, an effect in some way, or I can go into another room. But the potential for inspiration or looking at things differently, another orientation is very strong on the fifth. Now, we're in this void, of course, period when the moon goes void at 1257 p.m. Eastern time until it enters the sign of Gemini at 924 p.m. And what that means is the moon isn't making a, uh, a geometric configuration to another planet uh, before it changes sign. And so we're not as emotionally attached to things. This can be different depending on your personal horoscope, if it's affecting you. But in the sign of cancer, which is a very sensitive sign, it's particularly acute because we, again, depending on personal horoscope, but the general mood is we want to be emotionally attached to something when the moon is in cancer. We want to feel, we want to be moored. We want a sense of, I belong to this, or this is comfortable to me, or this feels like home, or this is where I want to be. And if we're not feeling those things, especially it goes on for hours this day, we may feel a bit untethered. So it's very useful to work on projects already in motion or do something therapeutic to self, work in the garden, be by water, um, surround yourself with artwork, beautiful visuals, music, all these things can be very restorative at this point in time. Once the moon enters the sign of Gemini, we're in very different energy at 9.24 p.m. And this is when things really start to book because Mercury is coming out of the shadow energy of the retrograde that it was in for weeks prior. And it is working in tandem with that moon in Gemini. It's going to be a bit rocky on uh, Monday evening. We may feel like, oh, look at this and look at that. And I've got to do this. So I really can't stress enough, especially for people who are very electronic oriented, unless you like to stay up all night going down rabbit holes, I would suggest that you set a timer, you pull yourself away from electronics at a relatively early hour on this day so that you can get restorative sleep. When we look at the six, then... This can be, uh, in the wee hours, some of us may wake from a dream or have some, if we are awake or a, on a different place in the planet where it's normal or actually normal is for some people, they prefer the more nocturnal way of living than uh, being awake in the day. So uh, no judgments here. But uh, we may be captivated or confused or held by some sort of imagery we can't quite decipher. Very common for people who wake from dreams, jot it down if possible. Uh, if you are a person who weeks, works with dreams, some kind of information may, may be coming in this evening into the morning of the 6th. 
And upon rising, this is a highly productive day, especially for people in any form of communication, which most of us are uh, in some form or, or another, whatever work we do does require uh, the communication arts. But uh, especially anyone who works with computers, electronics, uh, mitigation, litigation, things that have to do with conveying information to another, uh, very, very high action days today and Wednesday. These are days where a lot gets done. The thing to keep in mind on the 6th, which we may feel somewhat on the 5th, depending on our sensitivity, is there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Saturn, which speaks about not feeling we have enough of our needs met. So this can be if you're negotiating or talking about money, there can be a, a lack there. Um, you want to look at what you can do to appease that or come to terms with it. Some of us will feel it more acutely because we have pictures in our horoscope that are challenging between Venus and Saturn. So when that happens in the sky, it basically triggers or reacts or sets off a theme that is historic and familiar to us. We don't have to buy into it. Actually, usually when this comes up, it's about looking at it, reevaluating, coming to terms with it. So uh, an example is you want to be paid X number of dollars for a job. Someone wants to pay you considerably less. This is a day when you come to terms with looking at that considering the value of taking the job or not taking the job as opposed to being paid what you're worth and you may decide to shelve the deal for a while a while reconsider it or uh, walk away from it or take the job knowing that you're being paid less because you want that money today these are all scenarios that can come up the important thing to know is that why you take the job or get paid less than you feel you're worth is something that doesn't have to do with your self-worth. If you can separate the two, then good job. So that's just an example. It's not necessarily how it pans out for any of us or all of us. But that's the kind of story that comes up when Venus is pitted against Saturn. What I'm worth, what I deserve, what I, I feel I want in this lifetime, as opposed to what the limits are, restrictions, or lack. And sometimes it, it comes down to standing uh, where you feel is your truth and insisting that nothing less will do and living with that so on wednesday the 7th there's an envelope of time after 8 12 p.m 
when opportunity is particularly high through the end of the day. And so it's not a lot of time. Obviously, it's against a, a it's not in the work envelope of some businesses, although uh, so much goes on after hours now with the internet and I'm talking to people in different parts of the world. It's important to note that this is an opportunity phase when things are particularly um, strong for just getting things finished and getting off your desk and seizing that moment and using it as best you can. So good night's restorative sleep, always advisable. The moon goes void, of course, as of 12.20 a.m. That's just after midnight. And so the wee hours of the morning of uh, July 8th. And the moon then enters the sign of cancer at 9.51 a.m. And yes, that's right. Those of you who were paying attention with the sun in cancer and the moon having moved into cancer, we are heading towards that new moon. And right now we're in the dark of moon phase on the 8th. So that's a time when we want to really slough off any of the old business, um, get in place the things that we still have in the works that we will continue into the next lunar cycle, shelve anything that we're not going to address or deal with in this lunar cycle so that we don't have a lot of tasks or goals on our table that really can't be realistically addressed in this next lunar cycle. It's always best not to clutter entry into the new moon period with a lot of tasks that you really can't get to over the next few weeks. Because what happens when we have a lot of goals or a long to-do list is that it clutters the ability to be efficient. It's okay to have long-term goals or things you're going to get to, but put that list or that information somewhere where it's not in your immediate line of sight because you don't need that to be cluttering up or taking space in this time when you want to create a void, a void of expectation. That's the ideal way to use the dark of moon. Because when we do that, then we're able to invite in something better than we can even imagine. We allow source, higher power, the universe to infuse our expectations with something more than we can actually anticipate. We know where we want to go, but we don't know all the pieces that can absolutely make that possible. So this is a highly um, charged day. Uh, the Venus makes a picture with Uranus, so some of us may be attracted or captivated by something that 
that usually wouldn't get our attention. And you can go with it if you like, but just know that it may not stick. So um, don't marry the guy you meet this day. You know, it's like it's that kind of spontaneity or impulse that can seem so, woo. I mean, you can marry him two years from now, but I, I mean, on that day, it's just, we get so, um, some of us, especially if this is hitting our horoscope, but we may get so enticed by something that usually doesn't attract us. And, you know, there are positives, like you try a crazy flavor ice cream that isn't one you usually go for. That can be a keeper. It can be something that you go, ah, okay, you want this? <laughs> and then in Dark of Moon, it's great to write down three things that you want to accomplish over the next lunar cycle, tuck them under your pillow, and have a good night's sleep. So Friday the 9th is when the new moon occurs, and it's exact at 9.17 p.m. So this day is... As we go, as we lead towards that new moon spark, it's not that you can't begin anything new, but just know if you do, you're in that nebulous dark of moon cycle. So it doesn't necessarily have the same, like just running out the gate that we can engage once the moon is sparked by the sun. So when that happens at 9.17 p.m., ordinarily, uh, we advise don't begin something just as the moon goes new because the energy is very raw. Um, nonetheless, because of the pictures in the sky as the moon is, uh, because it's, okay, wait a second, let me get this straight. Because what happens is the moon goes void of course, at 12.10 p.m. See, I'm running out the gate, too, as I'm explaining this. 12.10 p.m. on Saturday the 10th. And it is void until 8.21 p.m. And at that point in time, when the moon enters Leo, that's when things really go fast. Because it's fire energy. It's working with Mars. And if you've placed well what it is you wanted to do, birth, make happen over this lunar cycle, once we get into Saturday evening, Sunday, things just start to pop. Opportunity comes forward, ideas get shared, connections happen, creativity explodes. It's like the <clears throat> the the sun rises. <laughs> so this is a really booking new moon that runs off that Cancerian seed born out of the waves with high creativity for a really lively week, which I will talk about next Monday. And now I turn it over to Susie. I am looking forward to that energy. That, yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, booking energy. Maybe we can think about what we want to use it for and, yeah, for the highest good of all beings. Okay, let's jump Excellent. in. Excellent. 
let's jump into our meditation. I invite everyone to take a place of comfort, take a deep breath, make sure your back is nice and straight. And as we're sitting, just taking that little 10-minute turbo boost, recognising that it is really a, a blessing. It's something very special that we even have the attitude or the space or the mind or the interest to do this. And to really to really recognize that within ourselves that this is something special for us to do and it is something that requires a type of spiritual understanding and as we do it perhaps every week or if we can every day or if we can a couple of times a day that it does take a commitment and the more we do it, the more we drop into a state of contemplation, a state of deepness. And meditation means that we're focusing on something. That's what meditation actually means. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're sitting quietly. It can mean many things. But as we're doing this now, we are dropping into a state of higher awareness we begin to look at the, the bigger picture. And as you're just settling in now, feeling the weight of your body, feeling the quietening of the mind, allowing yourself to just arrive, to be here, and for a few moments, just slowing down, feeling the peace and the quiet and allowing for the body to come into its natural state. And as we arrive here, making space, making space for all of the bits and pieces of ourselves to settle and just visualise yourself like a snow globe that's been shaken up and now all of the bits and pieces of yourself, all of your energy is just falling down into place, manifesting. Feel yourself grounding, centering, and becoming present. And for most of us, our days are very busy, we're multitasking. We're doing a thousand things. Our mind is racing. 
full of to-do lists and ideas or perhaps full of uh, anxiety or worry or concerns. Just allow everything now, no matter what our conditions are, what situations we're in, just allow again that snow globe that's been shaken up just to settle down and arrive. The things that are upsetting us, the things that have shaken us up, the situation in the world with the COVID pandemic, the situations with our own families, with our work, with our communities, all the places where we are shaken up, where we've been brought into states of anger, sadness. Just allow everything now to settle. And notice what happens when we give ourselves permission to allow things to settle. There's a a level of acceptance, a level of very deep acceptance of what is. And just for a few moments, I don't have to react. I don't have to respond. I don't have to jump into action. I don't have to think. I don't have to analyse. I can be simply right now for a few moments in a state of acceptance, in a state of stillness. I don't have to regret. I don't have to be in shame. I don't have to right now think about the past or the future. Right now I can be here, be here in a state of neutrality, be here in a state of quiet as everything is just falling into place. Everything is just settling and quiet. And as we hold this place, physically our body begins to relax. Wherever there is any tension in our muscles, things just relax. Our organs relax. All the bits and pieces of our physical body relax as all the bits and pieces of our mind, of our emotions, relax. Allowing for this deep state of peace that for some of us is perhaps everyday and very normal and for others it's a rare, rare nanosecond of our lives that we can actually come into this place and feel true, deep, 
peace and neutrality. As we give ourselves permission to be in this place, as we allow ourselves to feel this, knowing that this place is always available for us, always present, always in the background, and we can reach to it in times of need. We can reach to it in times of emergency. We can reach to it in times of happiness and peace. It's like a a room that has been set up, uh, like a, a type of energetic grid that is set up for us so that we can go to it whenever we need it. And the more we practice it now in meditation, the more we practice this in our mind, the more we're literally just training the mind, the thoughts, the body to come to this place, like riding a bicycle, it becomes natural for us. It becomes natural for us to go to this place, to experience it, to use it when we need it. And our body likes this place. Just take a few deep breaths and feel it. Feel it now how your body relaxes into this place. The heart rate slows down. The body naturally begins to relax and take it easy. And as we take a few deeper breaths in this place, recognizing that the breath itself is our life, And we take a few deeper breaths now, really allowing for the full inhalation, holding the breath for a few moments, and then a really big full exhalation. And we can count these inhalations, holding and exhalations, just remembering that we have big lungs and a big capacity for breath. We have a big capacity for life. And as we're taking these deeper breaths, slowly beginning to open our eyes and seeing the world around us with this kindness and gentleness that comes from this deep state of meditation. And we share this with all of the world around us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Keep breathing (laughs) and 
Let's see how much we can hold on to this deep state. Thanks so much, Pam. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.